Have you ever had that feeling where you're at the end of a season but there's still so much left? Like you've gone through an entire season but you feel like you still have so much more to give? Because that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. But in as much as I'd want to talk about so much right now, I'm just going to start with a 2013 story where a Brazilian woman laced her vagina with poison in an attempt to kill her husband with oral sex. Now, the husband noticed a strange odor emanating from her private parts and took her to the hospital where she confessed her plan. Now, you kind of think about such a situation happening and this guy is going for drinks like say a week or two later because I think this should be filed under attempted murder and Shorty should already be in jail. So imagine he's gone for weekend drinks with a couple of his homies and because they don't know what happened they'll be like Hey Manuel bro, are you man? Hey it's been a minute, how's the wife yo? And Manuel over there has to be like Hey Jesus bro, my wife is in jail man. I, I, I just couldn't. You know, my wife is in jail. That time Jesus is like, hey, Manuel, what happened? Then Jesus is like, bro, that woman almost killed me with Haputa. Haputa almost killed me, bro. At that point, those niggas are just going to conclude that this nigga is joking. Like, the thought of it. The thought that your wife has killer pussy is something that a lot of guys have probably wished they'd actually have in the near future if not their present or something of the sort. But the thing is, this guy actually had a case where his wife was going to kill him with her pussy. Which, I'm not gonna lie, does raise questions for me. Like, how comes whatever poison she put didn't kill her first before it killed him? Like... How was she insulated from that shit? It's kind of the same way when when you're being told that shorties put like like a lot of the date rape drugs on like their lips and then they make out with a nigga. Like, how comes that shit hasn't affected you as well? Like, I usually ask some questions like that because it just doesn't make sense to me. But that aside, like, imagine him trying to explain to his friends that his wife actually tried to kill him with pussy. And that time these niggas are thinking that she has like the best pussy ever that this guy was like, you know what, bro, this woman is too damn much. And to kind of keep the question train going, like I normally know that there's people that usually have this thing where they don't like making out with someone after they've received head, you know, regardless of gender and shit. So I'm wondering if this guy ate her out and then while he's dying and he doesn't know, he starts to make out with her, don't they end up killing each other? So won't it be a case of like, I don't know, murder and suicide or some shit? Because it would make very little sense why you'd put it on your pussy. It's like me putting chilies on my dick. Like, yes, the shorty can probably end up hurting her mouth, but my dick is probably gonna be in pain as well, you know? And you kind of think about now, like when she goes to prison, if she does, and she's meeting with a bunch of other inmates. As usual, you know, when when the new inmate comes in, they usually harass them and shit. And they usually get to find out what this person was locked up for. And then these guys are in prison and they're like, Ooh, so you're the new pussy that came in. Ooh, I had your pussy was supposed to kill a nigga. Oh, so you've got killer pussy. Oh yeah, we're going to find out about that, huh? And I feel like it's going to be particularly bad for her. So if anything, I feel like that plan in and of itself was probably the worst. And instead of killing her husband, I'd have probably advised that she listen to this podcast so that she can actually learn how to make him happier so that he can now strive to actually make her happier. But she wouldn't really have known that I'd have started this episode, not unless if I'd have started with an instrumental and me starting by saying, 
Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not like killer pussy because he believes that he is the one who is supposed to kill the pussy. He is a man who added skipping leg day as a part of his cardio routine. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Dan Verby. The show is Tweet Street, the show we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. And if you don't know the drill, then it's alright, I'ma sing it for you. And if you know the drill but you're acting like you don't, then it'll probably just ring in your head. Because it's a very simple drill, and the reason I call it a drill is because I say more or less the same things. And it's about how it is that you can contribute to the making of the next Tweet Street episode. Even though this is the last episode of the season. And it almost sounds like a song, and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on Instagram, if it happens to be a screenshot, if it happens to be a screen grab, as long as it is from Twitter, then you can send it to at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook or at Breaktime on Westside on IG. The DMs are always open, and if you happen to be on any one of those apps and a nice follow would be highly appreciated, you know, helps the numbers grow up, helps us grow the community. And uh, if you are listening through an app that allows for ratings and reviews, a nice rating and or review would be highly appreciated as well. Now, while it is the final episode of the season, it is not the final episode period. There is another season that should be coming in about two weeks. And while I will be on break from doing the typical episodes, there will be shorter form episodes for those of you all that were around during last season's break. It was referred to as Raw Zone. Raw Zone continues where I get to, you know, just say what's on my mind in four particular episodes, fairly short, nothing beyond 10 to 12 minutes, you know, just something to keep us going and remind you that I still think about weird shit. Before I come back for Battle of the Sexes and Tweet Street, uh, season 11 and season 9 respectively. So just wanted to make sure y'all were aware of that. And also for me to say a massive thank you to each and every one of you that's been listening all the way till the end or the people that have even just started from this season and even the people that are coming in like thank you for listening and if you like it you know you should listen to some of the other episodes they're also pretty good but anyways all that said we should definitely move it on to our tweets for this week but before we do that there are a bunch of things that i did want to talk about on this episode now the first one was elon musk and this story is probably about a week old so maybe some people heard about it maybe it's old news to a lot of people so i'll kind of just try and brush through it quickly so apparently elon musk decided that he was no longer democrat he was going to vote and be republican and while this isn't a political podcast so i shouldn't really be focusing on that what seemed particularly interesting was a sexual misconduct case that supposedly came to light a day after he said that Like this guy said, you know what, I'm no longer Democrat and some sexual misconduct case that was supposedly supposed to have been sealed and forgotten and, you know, the person was paid off and shit, all of a sudden just popped up. Now, I'm not going to conclude that the case was fake or that or that the person was lying or there's a lot of fake telling over here. But I am going to say, considering the timing of this coming out, it is not very good from the victim's point of view because it feels like it's a smear campaign. That's probably the last political term that I'll use. 
Like, it literally just feels like they're just going at him because he's changed sides. But all in all, considering that that's last week's news, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I'm sure y'all can sort of do the research and just deduce for yourselves whether this is a true story or a fake one. As I move it on to a story about a Pennsylvania teacher who was busted for having a sexual relationship with a student after the husband alerted the principal. Now, I'm not gonna lie, like when I see titles like this, I sort of get slightly aroused, just slightly, because there's like an entire porn category that goes towards such shit that a lot of us guys actually like. Because, you know, the MILF types, the cougar types, you know, the people that like, you know, fine women of a certain age bracket, you know, we kind of like seeing such things. But anyways, let me just read the story for you. So. Apparently, the, the woman is called Olivia Orts, a 26-year-old, was taken into custody on Monday and hit with two counts of sexual activity with a 17-year-old student at Wilmington Area High School. Now, her husband, who did freelance work for the school's music department, found incriminating messages on Orts' iPad after coming home from a recent trip to Florida and told the principal. Now, the teacher, who happens to be a choir director, declined to immediately turn herself in and even sang in the local concert on Sunday before surrendering the following day. Remarkably, this same teacher's predecessor as the music school director, who was known as Jonathan Priano, 37 years old, is facing similar charges of sexual misconduct with students. He allegedly had an affinity for tickling the feet of coeds and forming inappropriately close relationships with them, according to reports, and his case is pending. Now, I'm not gonna lie, when I read a story like this, I don't wanna sound like a pedophile or a hebophile or a hippiebophile or whatever it is that they're called, but those kids must be fine as fuck. Like, not in a bad way. Like, I'm not trying to say this to sound like a pedophile, but like, how is it that two music teachers are like, you know what? These kids are so fine. I definitely want to have some sort of a relationship with them. Like, I know they're not 18. So I can't do anything with them, but as long as you can do it under, you know, undercover and shit, then it probably shouldn't be too much of an issue, right? And to think that a certain 17-year-old boy managed to bang his 26-year-old teacher a bunch of times according to the reports actually does kind of make it seem like it was a pretty huge W for him, even though he was technically sexually abused by an older person. Like, I know for us guys we should probably be celebrating, but... Let's not lie to ourselves, that was a sexual offense. Although, I have to be honest about something, it does kind of seem a bit bad for the husband considering that he's the one who reported because I can get that, you know, it's a morally good thing to do. Hell, even on a legal level, you're supposed to report such cases. But considering that your wife was busy being dicked down by a 17-year-old kid, it does kind of seem like you're snitching a little bit when you're the one that's doing the reporting. Because in that case, he probably might have had better dick than you. Just saying. But that said, I hope that the 17-year-old managed to help her hit the high note. Because when she goes to prison, it probably might not be hit. Or at least it'll, it'll be hit just not with her wanting it. But all of that said, I wish the 17-year-old kid all the best. And I will leave it at that and move it on. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. It's really not fun to be with someone who can't provide and do for you the same way you do for them. You start to resent the things y'all can't do, and time they don't have, and places y'all can't go, and eventually it's just like, my life can be better than this. Okay, considering that this was a babe who said this, I have one thing to say. 
this is a huge part of the reason why there's a lot of guys that are not trying to get into relationships with y'all right now like there's so much that is expected and not unless if you're already a well-established guy you can't entirely provide for even 70 percent of what it is that's being said because when you're looking at the fact that you know you can't take her out for fine dining or you can't take her out as frequently for fine dining as much as she'd probably want to you know she wants to go out on trips especially the couples trips where she can go out with her girlfriends or your homies are going on couples trips but because you're busy or you have to grind you're not able to go and she knows about it and she knows very well that you're probably having money issues or some shit like dating today as a guy sucks so much because there's so much of a financial obligation that's expected of you that it becomes so much of a burden for you to get in because on one end you want to be able to provide that on the other end you'll probably struggle to try and match up if you're affected by peer pressure and to a certain degree in as much as you do want to get into that relationship you don't want to put your partner you don't want to put the person that you love or that you care about deeply in a position where they're actually not doing what it is that they'd want to do because you're unable to afford it or because you're unable to match up on your end like that shit actually hurts quite a lot of guys and i know there's people that will always try and come through and defend guys and shit like there was someone who replied and said and i quote i've never heard a man say his relationship isn't fun because she won't take him to bora bora and buy him balenciagas i truly feel for men because this is ridiculous relationships are about the people in it not the material things they can get out of it end quote and while i do appreciate this kind of defense it's not entirely on the same level like the things that we use to create value that gives each gender its currency is particularly different now if my girlfriend can't afford to go out on a trip and i can manage to foot the bill that's no problem like that's an expectation that's mostly on my end not necessarily hers on her end if say she decides to let herself go and she doesn't look as good you know there's a massive belly that's popped up she has an abnormal weight gain and it's not really tied to anything just the fact that she chose to let herself go she doesn't dress herself particularly well you know she doesn't try to look good and she's pathetic in bed then probably you'd equate it to something of this sort now obviously I'm not saying that guys will automatically leave if you let yourself go. Like guys will usually stick on for a bit of a while, but if you end up just doing nothing but becoming a problem in the relationship, then a guy will leave. With babes on the other hand, it feels as though the moment you're not able to live up to the whole protect and provide as a guy, it's like you're automatically losing and she'll leave. Because like I know guys who've had their babes, you know, handling the costs, you know, they're, they're, they're taking care of them because the guy is not in the best financial position and i'm sorry to every single babe that's actually supportive but the massive number of y'all are absolutely shit at it like you guys might act like you're supportive but that's when you guys want to start criticizing the fact that this guy will go out for drinks on friday night uh even though you seem like you're particularly on board that's when y'all will start complaining that this guy doesn't do enough around the house that's when you guys will start criticizing every little thing that they do and the friends that they have that's when y'all will actually start disrespecting them and treating them like shit like that's when some of y'all actually start saying you know what i don't feel like fucking as opposed to all the other times when you are very down and ready 
because this guy was like you know can we shag and you were like i cool and because some of us have seen such things happen because some of us do not want to be in the position where we're disrespected like that we'll probably just be like you know what we don't feel like we should be dating right now or we don't feel like a relationship is the best option right now now don't get me wrong the exceptions to the rule and there's a lot of babes that are very supportive of their partners but when you're not in a proper providing position as a guy it actually sucks because everything that you'd want to do for her you're unable to do and a lot of what you feel like you should have been doing like you should be doing you're unable to and you start feeling inadequate as a guy and then you know you end up having issues in your relationship and you also end up with characters like this babe on twitter right here but all in all if you're in a relationship with a guy who isn't making that much please ladies support him as much as you can and make sure that he's actually pushing towards you know a positive future and fellas if if you're not in such a position i can totally understand why you don't want to get into such by all means if you need to get your money right that's perfectly okay because we're expected to be providers so i'm gonna leave it at that and i'm gonna move it on ahead so on to our very next tweet women fuck who they want men fuck who they can remember that men marry who they want women marry who they can if they can remember that too all right so this is actually a case of two tweets which is why i gave it a bit of a pause in the middle because one person on twitter said the first bit that was a babe and then a guy said the second bit and the reason why i sort of wanted to bring this here is because i feel like this well these two statements have been used sort of in the same light and by so many people and while they are true i feel like they're extremely general for a lot of reasons one because the first statement of women fuck who they want men fuck who they can mostly applies to people when they're in their 20s maybe their 30s probably the 40s at their most because it's not like a babe is going to be extremely fine even beyond the age of 60 you know beauty will start to deteriorate you know certain parts will start sagging you know the skin will probably start to wrinkle up and shit and obviously it'll be harder to get someone to fuck at that point now don't get me wrong there's people that will fuck grandmothers and they're into that shit but that's a very very small minority of people that exist so while i can't say that you know it's okay women will fuck who they want i'd probably say that it's a much better thing to say in theory but in practice it's not entirely true it's just the same way i'll tell you in theory a woman can leave her place and if she goes around asking guys for sex you know uh from the watchman to her her housemates to the people in her flat it's not like she'll run out of at least two or three guys that will be willing to give a pipe whether she looks good whether she looks bad now that will justify the statement but it's not that they'll just fuck who they want sometimes they fuck people out of pity and also i feel like it's more of a choice so women will choose to fuck who they want because they have a lot of choice and because men have very little choice in quite a lot of the times you'll find that men will choose to fuck who they can now of course there's guys that are picky and they will also choose to fuck who they want not necessarily who they can and there are babes that will also go ahead and hoe out and will fuck whoever it is that they can at least some of the times but it's not something that's entirely true all of the time now when you look at men marrying who they want interestingly enough a lot of guys marry who they can like 
as long as you're willing to settle down there's a lot of guys that will simply just marry you because you're someone that they can settle down with now don't get me wrong both of these statements play into the whole women hold the keys to sex men hold the keys to the relationship but i will say that men will settle a lot but yes in a lot of cases we will end up marrying who it is that we want because by the time we're deciding to get married in a lot of cases we've actually tried to build something and we sort of have a setup or a foundation for growth for ourselves a lot of babes not necessarily so because you know getting a guy to pop the ring isn't something that's particularly easy for a lot of babes so they'll actually struggle at it but all in all yes i do think that a lot of women end up marrying who they can and a lot of women especially going into the future will marry who they can not necessarily who they want because there's going to be a lot fewer guys that will actually be willing to get married and even fewer will be the type that can actually make for a good boyfriend partner husband and possibly father so all in all much as i do believe in both statements i do think that they're heavily general and they apply mostly to people who are between the ages of probably around 20 to 40 but all in all i might be wrong about that but i'm gonna leave it at that now i could definitely end this episode here but i figured you know what how about i fix in a very tiny tweet just to end things off you know clear stuff from my stockpile so on to our very last tweet of this episode three inches feels like nine when you're in love now i don't want to sound like a prophet for saying this i don't want to sound like i'm ahead of my time for saying this but i've been saying this for years when it comes to love one inch is gonna feel like eight and when you start hating that person eight inches is gonna turn into one like that's some real shit right there like it's not necessarily that it'll exactly mean all that but when you have a certain kind of affection for somebody you're willing to let a lot of shit slide like when a babe is in love she's willing to take substandard dick because she's in love but once the relationship ends she will point out that the dick was substandard you know and and it's something that's used against guys time and time again now the weird thing is even when the dick is good there's a lot of babes who after the relationship has ended especially if they were the ones who are dumped they will start saying that the dick was substandard even though it was actually good like that's the weird thing so fellas whatever happens if your ex-girlfriend starts saying that you had shit dick there's a pretty good chance that your dick wasn't even all that bad or it could have actually just been shit but either way she's probably projecting her emotions to her friends and she's going to say that you had pathetic dick so just be ready for that but all in all i could be wrong about that just as i could be wrong about every single other tweet so i want your thoughts on this the dms are open on twitter it is at bagaka the d on facebook and on instagram it is at break time on our side thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of this episode and of this season and if you are listening through castbox you already know what to do with that comment thanks again for always listening and i will catch you guys on the next break <laughs>